what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot under Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to Broken but Glorious. I'm Chris Laffin. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by the All Elite Seagull. Nick David? The All Elite Seagull, my favourite one yet. Good evening. (laughs) (laughs) You well? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. And. We're also delighted to be joined by the host of the PWW Talk podcast from the pro wrestling world, John Young. How are you doing, Stephen John? I'm doing very well. Thank you for the awesome introduction. Uh, how are you guys doing? I'm good. Yeah. <coughs> good. Thank you, mate. Thank you for having me. That's a usual thing. Not a usual complaint on the podcast. Quite snotty. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend works in a primary school, and I've got a young child in a primary school, so all the germs just come out. So I die. <laughs> so, right, so yes, so it's our annual AEW pay-per-view card of the year. We'll be doing that in a bit, but I just wanted to give John John a chance to talk about his podcast and a bit about his fandom. So um, tell us a bit about the show. So, did it start in May? Was it April? So yeah, it started uh, about May or April. They brought me on in about June. Um, it's kind of like a trial run. And then it's kind of just transitioned into myself hosting, uh, auditioning for co-host in August. And oh, wow. I th- yeah. So some so we're still in our infancy, um, <clears throat> but we work through the pro wrestling world on Facebook. So you can yes. find them there. And we are a podcast kind of just interviewing wrestlers. Also, we do uh, one-on-one episodes with my co-host Dan and I, which I think he'll be on. Is that next week or sometime soon? Uh, I think so, next week. Yeah. So he's a he's a great guy. You guys will love him. But um, you know, we have just gotten right out of the gate with some really awesome interviews, and we're really looking forward to 2023 to grow the podcast. So. So, so when you when you're not interviewing people, is the podcast just a general chat about wrestling, or are you focused? On yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I would say it's more of a general chat. Uh, recaps, you know, on whatever news, because we don't release every week yet. Mm. But um, once we do get weekly here, probably coming next year, it'll be just a weekly recap. Of course, whatever's happening in commentary on that. If we don't have an interview, ah, cool. Yeah. Who's your favorite wrestler? Though? Let's give away your age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite wrestler right now. Um, I, man, it, it really depends on the promotion for me. Because I feel like I have somebody everywhere who I'll watch the matches. I, but i got to always say Kenny Omega, you know? Good choice. What about growing up? Let's have an evolution of your favorite wrestlers then. <clears throat> sure. Sure, growing up, uh, I was a huge mark for The Rock. Big mm. fan there. Um, really loved, can I say his name, Chris Benoit? Yeah. Um, yeah, I loved Crispin. He was a, he was a great wrestler. Tragic, Eddie Guerrero, um, pretty much anyone in the Rascals, Chris Jericho. Um, I didn't really watch like the new generation as much because I was a bit young, but uh, Attitude Era, I mean, Jeff Hardy, you know, I would say. And then anything in like TNA. Yeah. <laughs> anything that happened in TNA, I loved it. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. I, lo- I, lo- I loved TNA right up until Hulk Hogan got involved. <laughs> 
I think everyone says that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, that, I, then I kind of got back in for the eights of the eights, because I was just intrigued to see who they were going to get in. And then, yeah, I fell off after that. <laughs> well, speaking of impact, did you guys hear the amazing news with them? Did the whole yeah. days in? Yeah, oh I heard about so that. Excited. Huge news for them, yeah. No, really good news. Um, yeah. Oh, I missed it. What, what was that? Sorry. <laughs> so they announced that they're going to be on the Dazen network, the AZN, uh, in like a hundred and some odd countries now. Oh, wow. Because, so. yeah, I've, 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 I used to watch it nearly every week, but then cause it does, it's not on terrestrial TV any, ever anymore. It, just, it used to be on free, free, free view. Anyone yeah. in the whole country could watch it, and then, yeah, it's not on telly anymore. Was it on <laughs> BT Sport back then, or it was That's, on something like that, right? WWE is on BT Sport. They were on Challenge, okay. Challenge TV. Um, another channel, something sports, free sports. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. free sports was when I when I first watched it. It was on free sports. Now I just yeah. Yeah. It started on the the wrestling channel, which was a great channel back in the day. (laughs) So an entire channel, a whole whole channel. It was a classic world sport, like and then it would have uh, like. Japanese wrestling and Ring of Honor and TNA. It, was, it, it, it didn't last very long. I think it must last a year or two. But yeah, it was great. <laughs> a whole cha- whole channel of wrestling. Yeah. We don't get anything like that here. Yeah. Like not even close. Not even close. It's so niche. That was great. Oh, it was great. It was great. It was, yeah, because I used to watch. You've got to give away my age now. I used to watch World of Sports when I was really little with my nan hmm. in the. Early eighties, <laughs> yeah. So, so going back and watching it, like, yeah, twenty odd years later, was yeah, it was great. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, imagine, it's amazing what you can still remember for when you're like five or six when you watch it. You go, oh, I used to that. Yeah, I still remember these guys. <laughs> Did you so ever have any? They tried to bring sorry. back the world of sport, didn't they? Yes, they did a one-off. New Year special in 2016, I think. Yeah, 17, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. And then they came, they came back for one series, and it was it was decent. It just I don't know. It just it seemed it was very like it was made for TV. It was everything was too bright, and it, it didn't. I always say, yeah, going to a British wrestling event, there's a lot of humour in it, and there's and yeah, the crowd is a big part of it, and it was so. I think like, you could tell the crowd weren't proper wrestling fans; they were just a TV crowd mm. and stuff like that. And yeah, but they, you can't say anything bad about the wrestling. Some of the booking decisions was crazy. Like Will Ospreay lost the first match against um, David Boy Smith Junior. And you're like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the British Bulldog Junior. Yeah, beat Will Ospreay in the first match of the show. So, it, yeah. yeah, do you guys remember when he resigned with WWE and never for, was on for TV? A week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they literally <laughs> signed the guy, and all the the dirt sheets are like, oh, he's going to be debuting soon. And then all you see next is Davy Boy Smith released, and I'm like, what? One, one, did he have one dark match or one match on a house show or something? I can't remember. I think that was it, yeah. yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was not long after like the 20th anniversary of his dad's death, I think. It was awesome. uh, and it was, if that's the only reason they resigned the guy, then that's pretty, that's pretty dark. <laughs> Have you ever had any ambitions of becoming a wrestler yourself? Uh, a wrestler myself? No. I was uh, not born for the sport. Um, I My body would fail me. But I always wanted to get into commentary. Mm. Like, if I had an a ambition, it would be like ring announcing or commentary. 100%. Class. Yeah, I started training at the age of 40. That's for some reason I started training in May. 
and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, the first couple of sessions, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I could barely walk afterwards. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm, but since then, that's about seven months on. I've lost about two and a half stone, or how much? Seven pounds. Twenty odd pounds. I, I never know the conversion. Thirty-four pounds, I think. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, but yeah, and, yeah, and the confidence has gone through the roof, and yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, it's just amazing what you can do. If you, it's, it's great, I love it. <laughs> so, I go every week now, and I do it with my 17 year old, so it's a good thing to do together. I really love it. Definitely. Yes, Does he have but, any yeah. ambitions of getting into wrestling? Oh, yeah, I think it, they all say he's a natural, so he just needs the, the confidence to. Do things when when he actually does it, he can do it straight away. It's just a, it's getting the. I, th- I think the he's a dyspraxic, so his spatial awareness isn't amazing. So and he has to. They say he does things too quick. We have to sl- really sl- slow things down mm. in wrestling. And yeah, so so he has to. But yeah, he's getting it, and he's yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's loving it. <laughs> That's awesome. It's great. And our usual co-host trains at the weekend. <laughs> and he's he's the champion of the promotion we're we're training with, and yeah, it's really, and he's he's doing a a character stroke gimmick seminar this Saturday, so I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, that'd be class. <laughs> we kind of touched on it at the end of the last training session, but it was literally over like 15 minutes to go. So doing the whole two hours of it will be fun, I think. So. Right, and where can the listeners find the podcast? Oh, our podcast? Um, you can find it on Spotify, pretty much anywhere that uh, podcasts are readily distributed now. Uh, Apple, Spotify, mostly, yeah. Cool. Apple and then we also, yeah, I'll send them through to you. This is Royce ISAAC dollar sign one half of the wild cards, and you are listening to Broken but Glorious. All right, so we're creating our AEW pay-per-view card of the year. So using matches only from the five. AEW pay-per-views. So, so we will all nominate a match from each category. It doesn't have to be this different match if you want to do the same matches. So the categories are AEW World Title Match, a Tag Team Title Match, AEW Women's Title Match, a one-in-one non-title match, a Tag Team title, Non-Title Match, any other title, because there's so many titles in AEW, so TNT, TSB, TBS. <laughs> and all Atlantic, Ring of Honor, any of the Ring of Honor ones, or in the six man tag. Yeah. <laughs> so many of us. And then a big multi person thing they love to do. So, so that can be a, a battle royal, ladder match, a six, ten, eight man tag. Yeah. And then the final card um, can't have a wrestler on it more than once, and it needs to have at least one match from each of the pay per views. So if we, for example, if we. Vote for Sam Punk versus John Moxley as the world title match. Then we can't then put John Moxley or Sam Punk in it. So they can't match. do the WrestleMania 30 Daniel Bryan three matches. <laughs> no. uh-huh. Yeah, and after each category, we'll discuss and vote for which match makes the final card. So, so should we start with the world title match? I think that'd be the easiest way because there's only five of them. <laughs> so, right, so, so from Revolution, we had Hangman Page versus. Adam Cole, and double or nothing. <laughs> double or nothing was CM Punk versus Hangman Page. Uh, Forbidden Door was John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, All Out was CM Punk versus John Moxley, and then Full Gear was MJF versus John Moxley. I'm torn between John two. Moxley. Yes. 
I'm torn between two. I, th- I think it was a great moment for CM Punk winning his, his, the title, but then I loved John Moxley versus MJF at Full Gear. But, yeah, I was, I was, I was partial to that, but I was also going to say the Tanahashi Moxley match at Forbidden Door was just that was killer. <laughs> yeah, I really thought. Like <laughs> well, I was going to say not just to, not just to be that guy, but I was also going to sing the praises of Adam Page versus Adam Cole back at um, Revolution. <laughs> hey, no, I really did enjoy that. But whether there's a bit of bias to me, because I'm a huge, huge Adam Cole fan, so whether um, I'm a little bit biased with that. But um, I just really enjoyed the... Um, I really enjoyed the sort of few going into it. Um, I thought it was a, a very good uh, main event for what wasn't already an awesome show. Um, and, um, yeah, I just quite like the... Um, I also like the post-match with the, uh, the old handshake on the floor with Adam yeah. Page. Um but yeah, I think I'm going to go for um, MJF versus John Moxley. I think that will get my vote because yeah, I think it had a bit of everything in this. It obviously had it had, uh, it, it had a lot of it obviously had brutality in it. It had um, well the correct winner, the winner I was dying to see. Had a bit of a, a shocking term of Regal. So um, yeah, I think I'm going to go for MJF versus Moxley. Yeah, it looks like. Uh, Regal's left now, and he's he's going back to NXT. I keep hearing. So. I I think that's a mess. I I disagree with that whole thing, but hmm. I guess we'll finally know tonight, or tonight or tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll finally know tomorrow. <laughs> but um, I, I yeah, I, I think it was a great, a great moment for MJF. I think, I think he's had a great year, eighteen months, and I think he's been amazing. Well, in my opinion, he's the best thing in wrestling. Yeah, MJF is pretty second to none. I saw him. At a, I believe it's an AAW show in Chicago. Yeah. And before I even know who he was, this is back in like 20, I think 2017, 2018. Yeah. It was when Tetsuya Naito was coming to the States oh, for wow. a, um, a tour. Literally, he was just going to one promotion in every state. And of course I had to be there. And, uh, there's a whole story behind that show that I'm way too long, but, <laughs> um, it was really cool. Like I looked back at the card the other day. And I saw like MJF was on there, and to see that I, I would never even paid attention to him back then, to now where I can't stop yeah. waiting for his next move, it really speaks what he's done in the last five years. Yeah, he was. My, well, I used to watch MLW a lot, and he was the best thing on MLW. The whole him and um, Richard Holiday and um, Hammerstone were a great faction. At least that else. Well, and as I say, New Orleans 2018, <laughs> that's the first time I saw him, and uh, yeah, he stole the show in the whole, uh, in the indie shows that week, he was outstanding, and uh, yeah. I, know, I love the Burberry um, strap on the belt now, so it's like, <laughs> I think it looks so classic. <laughs> There's a like, weird colouring to it, though. Yeah, it looks a bit like, uh, I don't know, if Jake the Snake had that belt, I wouldn't be like, oh, that looks quite snake skinny, but I don't know, I think it just looks Cool, looks different to just having the black strap, which most world titles have. So, have we decided on that? That's our main event. Yeah, I guess so. I think it's two votes to one there because mine was Tanahashi, and then yours both. I think was MJF. So MJF and John Moxley match. Should we move on to the tag team title match? So we have uh, Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus Young Bucks from Revolution. That was great match. Uh, Jurassic Express versus Swerve My Glory versus Team Taz 
from Double or Nothing. Swerve My Glory versus The Acclaimed from All Out, or The Acclaimed versus Swerve My Glory from Full Gear. A lot of swerving our glory. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm torn between two. It's uh, the one from Full Gear, uh, Acclaimed versus Swerve My Glory, or that triple threat match from Revolution was class. <laughs> I, I actually think that was one of the best matches I've ever watched, but... I'm still shocked at the winners as well. I was, I was convinced the Red Dragon were going to win the titles. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go for... Um, yeah, I will shout to the acclaimed versus Swerve in our glory. I'd quite messed up. Trying to get my head around Swerve and Swerve in my glory has been three matches now. I've been as a tag team. It doesn't feel <laughs> like they've even been a tag team for that long. So um, I suppose that's why we do these shows. always weird like looking back on the the year of how sort of quickly it's actually almost gone which is crazy but um yeah i really did enjoy the uh, match at full gear and i was delighted to see acclaims with the wings i know i think it was after the match at all out we were disappointed that the acclaim didn't get the win back at all out and then um i think that sort of left a bit of a sour taste so whilst that match was really good from memory but um yeah i'm gonna go for jurassic express versus red dragon versus the unbucks from uh from revolution obviously we haven't had i mean AEW set its bar very very high on tag team wrestling as you know i mean the revolution from 2020 will always spring to mind of the unbucks versus omega and page um later on that year what was it the unbucks versus ftr um so the bar is very, very high, but yeah, this certainly does. Uh, if you are ever going to do a category of best AEW tag team match, then this certainly does deserve a, a slot in there for sure. Um, really, really enjoyed it. And as you rightfully said, um, surprise winners, because I think at the time I was dead set. I think I was convinced it was going to be Red Dragon um, winning. So, yeah, and uh, all playing that young buck. So, yeah, it was a nice sort of surprise that. So, um yeah, that gets my vote. I was, I was, yeah, I was convinced that either Red Dragon or Cole were going to walk away, or both were going to walk away the titles. That just seemed like a good storyline to have. Like they go straight into another company and win all the big belts. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, I think at the time as well, we thought it was all set up then for that versus um, for like a feud between Omega's Omega and um, then obviously Cole. And there was sort of Omega and the Unbucks versus Cole and Red Dragon. Whether we get that further down the line, we might do. I mean, it's looking quite unlikely. Um, with obviously Bobby Fish no longer in the company. Um, but obviously, never say never. I, I, I'm going to agree with you guys. Uh, the triple threat match I thought was just absolute class. The story that was being told between what we were going to call, I guess, the Undisputed Elite, uh, versus the Elite. I thought had legs, you know, I thought that that was just a no brainer booking. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you come out of left field with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus winning, which I'm not saying that's bad. But one thing I love about AEW is every single person that challenges for a title is believable. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like when you're watching like WWE where you watch these matches and you say, no one's beating Roman. You, this guy, come on now. Sami Zayn on a throwaway SmackDown, he's not beating Roman. You know, if I watched even just the Adam Cole Hangman, I could have saw Cole winning that. Did I want him to? No. But would it have happened and then they, they win the tag belts that same night? That would have been a cool story, too. Yeah, that's what Oscar Vince is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just give me a minute while I delete all the <laughs> six people in this match. I think I've done most of it while we were chatting. So now remaining uh, nobody. 
I'm <laughs> <laughs> still got to fit in the uh, the mental match as well. <laughs> yeah, somehow we're gonna have to do the battle royal, which usually just has a hodgepodge of anyone else. So <laughs> you know, I'm not sure yeah. we can do. Be too lucky. Yeah, sometimes we get down to the last match and there is literally one match left. <laughs> so, so that has to be the match. We've done it in the past where we've had to, we've, we picked categories and we picked the world title le- last and we've like, oh, got no wrestlers left. I one of the WWE ones, we had to have like Mabel versus Kevin Nash as the world title match on the greatest SummerSlam card of all time. Which right out of the <laughs> God <laughs> have so, and in this match, we have Giant Gonzalez versus The Undertaker <laughs> for the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Okay, so we'll move on to the AEW Women's Championship. So we have Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa from Revolution. Got Thunder Rosa versus Selena Deeb from Double or Nothing. Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm from Finn Door. I am including the interim ones as well. <laughs> Tony Storm versus Britt Baker versus Jane. They're Hunter not interim versus- anymore. Oh, not interim anymore, yeah. <laughs> versus uh, Shida from All Out, and then Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm from Full Gear. Yep. I'm going with Jamie Hayter. Her versus Tony Storm, or when she won the title? Yeah, uh, when she, yeah, when she won. Yeah, versus that, Tony. That, yeah, I liked that as well. That was a great match. I was, I was going to go with that all the uh, four away from All Out, but yeah, Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm was great. It, it was great, and I think as well, I know we've said on the show many times about AEW's women division can sometimes feel like it doesn't get the credit it almost deserves. I, this was an angle I was very much invested in, and probably, I'd actually go as far to say, probably the um, the match I was most looking forward to in, in terms of an AEW's female match, even, even more than, say, the return of Paige. I was just really gripped in the storyline, really interested to see if Hater would win, how she would win. Um, obviously the angle of the Brit Baker element as well so there was loads of little things going into it but also above all I just thought they would have a, a very good match and I think well they certainly did so yeah. um, there we go we would like to give a shout out to Thunder Rosa against Tony Storm from um, uh, from the Forbidden Door I thought that was a great match um, again a bit of bias because I'm a huge Thunder Rosa fan <laughs> so I'm going to try and sneak her into the card whenever I possibly can because yeah. um, I just think her work in AW has been absolutely splendid Um but yeah, I think I will go for um, Hater versus Storm from um, from Full Gear. Yeah, same. I turned Storm because she used to live locally to me. She went to, I saw it the whole time. Was when she went to a Wrestle Island show and she was just sitting behind us with Chris Ridgeway. Like, like okay. <laughs> 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 and she used to go to a gym by my work, so I used to see her working out when I go past on the bus like every day yeah I completely agree I'm going to go yeah it was a great moment to see Jamie Jamie Hayter win the title I thought the interference though could have been mm. lessened but yeah it didn't take away from the match for me yeah, yeah. agree yeah and I'm, I'm looking forward to the her versus Britt Baker eventually I think it's going to be fun yeah Hayter's over so I think uh, as in over with the audience, not over as in uh, or anything like that. But uh, she's very over with the crowd, so I think yeah, I think her her versus Britt Baker is a matter of time. Whether they'll hold out, maybe they'll get a pay per view match out of it. From um, yeah, it, I, can um, say, I can say maybe wait until double or nothing. Maybe she costs not even. Would she cost for the title of Revolution and then they go on? But no, 
No, I mean, yeah, it's, they, they, there's, there's options. There's certainly there's options what they could do. You can you stretch it out to double, and I think you probably can. AW are very good at that, in, in, to be fair. Uh, so there's there's certainly options, but above all, it's just it's it's a good option to have. That it's not like oh god, can we just get this feud done and dusted with? It's a a very enjoyable sort of situation and seeing where they, where they will go with it. Yeah, and I, I actually really they've done a lot the last six months or so. I think they've. they've Done really well the women's division from what it was, and yeah, I think adding like Jamie Hayter and um, Tony Storm, and I can't remember what like, Ember Moon's new name is. Um, Athena. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. Adding all of this experience into it is just yeah, it seems to have pulled everybody up to a great level. I think it's been I really enjoyed it recently. And that, yeah, they had three, three on the last card, they had three women's matches, and I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> they were all really good. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think that Tony Khan has gotten so much flack for the perceived inability to book women's matches or really feature the women, but if you really have paid attention uh, from when AEW started in 2019 till now, mm-hmm. it's so wildly different and so mm-hmm. improved. Yeah. They're still not getting as much as they could be, but it's better, you know. Hundred yeah, percent. When, yeah. when they first came out, and the women's title was so small compared to the men's titles, <laughs> and it was this little tiny, little dainty little belt. I was like, oh, which looked really cool on Rio because she was really small, but it just compared to what Chris Jericho was wearing. You're like, oh. <laughs> but then, it looked like it was made for Riho and then yeah. <laughs> you see it on Nyla Rose and you're like oh my God. <laughs> what's up y'all this is the one and only chocolate Thunder Willie Mac and you're listening to Broke but Glorious yeah. pick and choose matches now I've got the world the main titles out the way if you wanted to do you want to move on to another mid card title or do you want to try and get try and get a big match out of the way? So. Yeah, I can get a big match, or I can. Yeah, let's do the big match. That way, we don't have as many people we have to worry about. Yes. So Over. Yeah. After after them first three categories, we're only left with four matches left, I think. So, the, yeah, the battle royals have all disappeared. <laughs> right. So we have Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting versus the Andrade Hardy family. Okay. Oh, Revolution. <laughs> I think yeah, this is probably what we'll go for, I reckon. Um, Wardlow versus Christian Cage, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks for the Face of Revolution ladder match. Uh, that was at Revolution as well. Um, American Top Team versus uh, Frankie Gazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti. Double or nothing. And the House of Black versus Death Triangle from Double or Nothing. I would, I mean, I know where I would go on that. And I think it's always going to be the House of Black. I love the House of Black. I'm, a, I'm only saying I'm saying House of Black because I've got another match I want to put Orange Cassidy in later. <laughs> but yeah, I lo- I, that's a, that was an amazing match. We know. I just, I'm sorry. I just, I just want them to do more with the House of Black. I think they could. I think once they finish with this um, best of seven series, having a, something proper between them and Death Triangle could be fun. Oh. Do we think it's going to go all seven matches? Well, there is a th- the theory that it'd be finished by the time Wrestle Kingdom comes around because Kenny can't do that date. So that'll be until Wednesday, isn't it? I think. Which, mm. wow. Is it Kenny versus, Ke- Kenny versus Will Ospreay? It's Kenny versus Will. The Tokyo Dome, brother. So I've, I've heard people say, saying it'll be finished before then. 
I'd like to all seven. I've enjoyed the matches so far. <laughs> and if you have a best of seven series and it doesn't go to seven, it's kind of... <laughs> well, the anticipation isn't there then, you know? Yeah, because you, you kind of make it... Yeah, Death Triangle go like 2-0 up and then you either bring it back to 2 all, or they go 3-2 up and then it's then Death Triangle wins, so it's 3-3 going to the final one. And you're like, oh, yes. Right, it's going to be who's who's going to do it, who's going to... Yes. Then you have a thousand near falls and... <laughs> Yeah, typical Young Bucks match, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, Nick, are you okay with that triple threat, or you got... Well, I was going to put off a thing of the, the, the Revolution ladder match back at Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wardlow against Christian Cage, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobson, Ricky Starks. Uh, maybe that does take a lot of people out, but um, I, I did enjoy that ladder match, and it was I think that was also the, the turning point of, of Wardlow. Yeah. Obviously, moving on to his baby face, um, there into the star he is now. So, I think I look at career moments, and that was certainly one. And I do love that. I love, I love a ladder match as well. So, um, yeah, I that was that I was good. Want, I just want to argue for Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay later. That's the only reason I don't want to put it. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that point, I will, yeah, agree. <laughs> okay. So, House of Black versus Death Trying. A great match. I think. It is was that great. Our, is, that, is that our first double or nothing match as well? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so we'll move on to any other title that's been defended on an AEW pay per view. So this could be TBS, All Atlantic, any of the ROH or the IWPG or TNT. All right, so we've got Jay Cargill versus Ty Conti from Revolution. Jay Cargill versus Anna J from Double or Nothing. Is Jay White versus Hangman Page versus Okada versus Adam Cole from uh, Forbidden Door. Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy from Forbidden Door. Uh, FTR versus uh, United Empire versus Rapongi Vice from Forbidden Door. I think this might be the hardest one to pick. <laughs> um, Samojo versus Wardlow versus Power Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs from Full Gear. Chris Jericho versus. Brian Danielson versus Claudio Castanoli versus Sammy Guevara from Full Gear. Jay Cargill versus Nyla Rose from Full Gear. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is, maybe we should do a bonus for me, but two else this one. Maybe you could match it. Who wants to start? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, uh, yeah, well, I'd well, like to say an honourable mention, because I'd like to do that, is for the Fatal 4-Way that we just saw at Full Gear for the Ring of Honour Championship. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I thought that was a really fun match, as we knew it was going to be, um, with four, obviously, fantastic wrestlers for uh, different styles, uh, really played into sort of the whole Jericho <laughs> and Ring of Honour um, sort of gimmick that he's got going on at the moment. So, yeah, really enjoyed that. But, yeah, I'm going to go for Will Ospreay against Orange Cassidy from for the IWGP Championship, the US Championship from Forbidden Door. Just, yeah, in my, I think at the time I was saying that's my match of the night. Really, really enjoyable. Two, uh, two wrestlers who I've obviously just, uh, who I adore as well. Um, a sort of dream match in some aspects. But um, it completely, uh, it completely yeah, exceeded. It seemed, to, it seemed to come out of nowhere when they announced that as well. I was like, ooh, yeah. I would have thought you would put them together together, but it was, it was amazing. 
everything about it just clicked it was just really really good there was it, the chemistry between both men was just there for all to see it was um yeah it was fantastic and as i say it, sh- it stole the show in my opinion that night we knew how the excitement going into this of all these sort of dream matches all this uh how good some matches were going to be i think in the preview this month was kind of overlooked a bit um in sort of in terms of preview because there was obviously such a strong card and um and yeah boy it stole the show and um for that it has to get my vote um, you know, I can't really disagree with anything that Nick just said there. I think that if you look at where Dynamite debuted and Jim Ross just kind of laughing at Orange Cassidy and saying, what the hell is this, you know, <laughs> to where he's really become and made his own role and gotten so over. Um, him, my, my, my worry of Orange Cassidy was it's a very good indie gimmick. Can that be on TV every week and still get over? And he's, yeah, he's made it work. And yeah, he's only approved. And so you have him with arguably one of the, if not pound for pound, greatest wrestlers in the world. Um, but one of the greatest wrestlers in the world in Will Ospreay. And I don't know who carried who in that match or if they just carried each other, but, um, they were just outstanding. Bell to bell. I thought that for how different their styles are, they worked really well together. Um, and I was, I would have been fine if Will, if uh, Will lost that match, you know, I would have been point, fine. At that point, so I was, I was like, he's doing, he's gonna do it, he's gonna, do it. they're gonna let him do it, he's gonna win the title. And it, yeah, there was points. I was like, I was so invested in this match, I loved it. And I think for three, for three of us to pick this match over a match of Scott with Jay White, a Carter, Adam Cole, and Adam Page, just shows how good this match was. <laughs> and I think the reason for me is just because of how big of a dud that finish was. Yeah. Um, Adam Cole just literally rolled on his back. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I guess I'll pin him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. That's what I do. You just remind me of the finish. Time. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Because he was so good, too. Yeah. Like, to that and point. then he just goes, oh, oh. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes. Let's lock that in. Will Ospreay. Yeah, surprisingly, so far we haven't had two uh, two different of opinions. When it comes to the WWE, it's really hard because it's about thirty matches for each category. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear that episode. It's going to be in for the WWE Championship. Uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And for the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns. And there's only, yeah, there's only five pay-per-views to try and remember here, yeah, whether it's WWE as well. Was it at least 12 this year? <laughs> tag team non-title or one-on-one non-title? Mm, tag team, because it's got more people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you've got Suzuki and the Sex Gods. Were they really called that? I don't remember. Them. <laughs> Jer- Jericho and the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, Shoto Umino and Willie Utah. Uh, that was Forbidden Door. Uh, I'm famously awful at announcing the Japanese names as well. <laughs> so I've done my best. Uh, then we have uh, Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Mid-Sitch Machine Guns from All Out. And Sting and Darby Allen versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett from Full Gear, which is a match I don't really remember. I know I, know I watched it. It happened. I, I couldn't tell you what happened in the match. Uh, the most memorable part of that match for me was Jeff Jarrett just being an absolute shitheel coming out 
and he talked, he spit in this one guy's face or pushed him or something. Yeah. And the guy was just like, whoa, can he do that? <laughs> Other than that, I don't remember the match. No. Sting was good. That Sting yeah. is always good. And um, I, remember, I remember in our review, I said this could have main events of uh, Rampage. It could have been invented Rampage, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Rampage, baby. <laughs> so we, so we get rid of that one. It's so. time for the main <laughs> event. That's my favorite part of Rampage. Um, 100%. Oh, doesn't he get paid more than most of the wrestlers just to say that every week? <laughs> oh, he was hired as an announcer, and then they were very quickly like, you could just do this instead, that's fine. Well, it was my favourite meme was after when Chris, um, what's his name, um, when Will Smith hit Chris, what's his surname? Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Chris Rock, that's it. Uh, and then, yeah, it was uh, the picture of them two, and it was a picture of Mark Henry going, guys, it's time for the main <laughs> Enough talk. Right. I, um, <laughs> At least I was with the two six-man tag matches because I don't think anyone's going to pick that much. No. I did quite like Sting and Darby versus J- Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it at all. <laughs> um, more just because I want to get Sting on the card. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sting! <laughs> I don't um, Jeff Jarrett on our card. <laughs> well, man's had a very good 2022. Been in loads of promotions. <laughs> yeah. Um... He wrestled Ric Flair in his heart attack on a. Have any seen the highlights? Any watched the highlights? I watched it live. It was still hard to watch. Yeah, I watched it live. It was awful. It was brutal. I couldn't even bring myself to watch it, even working to (laughs) to have it on my laptop. I still couldn't bring myself to do it. See the reports this week. He wants to be in the Rumble. Oh God! No, Rick. And you know, Hunter's going to be like. Yeah, brother. Let's get you in the rumble. <sighs> yeah, that, 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 do, you remember, do you remember Ricky Guerrero was in the first women's rumble and they literally had to pass her over the top rope and, and yeah. place her on the floor so nicely? Yeah. That's what they had after the eliminator. <laughs> Unless they're just chucking through the... Really trying to kill him off and just chucking through the announce <laughs> table or something. For Braun Strowman well, or something. Let's just talk about, like... If we're talking about, like, just slimy, carny heat, right? Ric Flair in his last match fakes a heart attack in front of his family. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Not, well, as, um, as this being said, sorry, Wardlow and FTR against um, Jay Lethal and the Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns from All Out. No, that was yeah. going to be my vote, though. Yeah, because yeah. I, 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 yeah, we're left with the two six-man tags. That that was a great match, um, yeah, and it was good just to see Motor City Machine Guns in AEW yeah. as well, because I'm a huge fan of them. So um, that would get my my vote. I'll get my vote as well. That's my vote. You literally said what I was going to say because I'm a fan of the Motor City Machine Uh, Guns since I I was a kid. I think we need to get an all-out match on the card anyway. Perfect. Everything's (laughs) coming. CM Punk versus Tony Khan. (laughs) Everything's come up. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do a backstage scrum after. uh, (laughs) I think all-out wins. CM Punk versus the Young Bucks with a (laughs) steal. Well, we're down to our last match. This card looks amazing so far. <laughs> this is going to be a banger, as the kids say. Banger after banger after <laughs> banger. It's your boy Hot Fire, and you're tuning in to Broken But Glorious. Okay, so we're left with one on one non titles. I'm just making sure I've got all the people out. Yeah. So we're left with Eddie Kingston versus Chris Jericho from Revolution. 
Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho. Um, that was the final of the women's um, Owen Hart Foundation True tournament. Uh, what was that? Double or nothing. Adam Cole versus Mojo. What's the men's final for double or nothing? Claudio Castagnoli versus Jack Sabre Jr. for Forbidden Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson from All Out. Power Hubs. Power, I can't say it. Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks from All Out, and then it was Soraya versus Britt Baker from Full Gear. That is what we're left with. I mean, if you're going to lose Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr., how do you replace that? But with the Swiss Superman himself, the debuting Claudio Casagnoli. Oh, my favorite one is that music i was going ape shit i think it, it was quite a clever um the more i think about it as well it was quite clever from tony, tony khan and the fact, fact that obviously everyone whole time in wwe and cesaro um his name is cesaro in wwe <laughs> the whole thing with him was this bloke can wrestle put him in and then it was always the case of with cesaro when AEW was formed if you could pick arrested to go to AEW who will thrive the most there Cesaro would have probably been at a lot of top people's lists so the fact you're giving him his first match against someone like Zack Sabre Jr just um, it was but yeah it was a stroke of genius a bit of obviously a bit of fluke because obviously when you, as you rightfully said it was supposed to be um, Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr but yeah I think they managed to get around that very well as, as well as they could with uh, Castanoli and also as well this was also going through that stage of with, with Claudio Castanoli it was at the point of where where I mean, not, obviously this was again it's, you're never going to please everyone but then there was these comments on Twitter about oh well it's another WWE person coming out to AEW and sort of thing so mm-hmm. I think it sort of um, that didn't get the criticism because of how sort of how, how nice this sort of sort of um, how nice it all came together I guess this match so and it above all it was a really really enjoyable match as well as as we knew yeah, it was I going was, to be I think it was technically brilliant and there was some funny bits and parts and yeah. some bits where you cringe in play. <laughs> I think yeah I think I had I think that's one of the things too like people forgot when Claudio was in WWE how technically good he is uh, for such a big guy oh he's so good yeah and I think he's thrived in, w- in AEW since he's arrived I wish he could have held the mic, though. no I think in a, I, I think I think putting him in the combat club was brilliant because he had William Regal could speak for him or or Moxley or, or somebody so, yeah but yeah I, I, some some people just don't have to be great on the mic <laughs> you do do you talking with your face and everything he's not terrible though it's not he's not terrible it's just and it's not like he even has a thick accent but there's just words that he doesn't enunciate well or pronunciate well um, he just. It's almost like it's not difficult to understand him, but it's just not clear. If that makes sense, yeah. I thought it was just an accent thing, so I've never found that. <laughs> well, and I don't think he has really like a thick accent. It doesn't have it now. But maybe I'm just being picky. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Are we gonna go for that? Is it, is it, or is there anything else you want to? Uh, no, I will. I will say, obviously, if the rules weren't in place, um, I was going to say cause it, I, this was one of my matches of the year: Punk against MJF back at uh, Revolution oh, in the dog collar. Dog, collar. dog collar match, absolutely excellent. So, um, yeah, I just had to make a, a little honourable shout out to that because it was just so great. <laughs> yeah, 
And um, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus in that cage match with uh, Full Gear. I, I love that match. I think that was a great opener to the show. We've already used that. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, no, I, I thought that was that. great too. Yeah. I thought like Jim Ross was a highlight of that match. Yeah, I love how much he supports, and he's the only one that calls him the Jungle Jack, Jungle Boy, Jungle, Jack, Jungle Perry. Jack Perry. <laughs> Everybody else calls him Jungle Boy. I couldn't think of his first name. I was called Lucas. It's not Lucas. It's dad. <laughs> Jack Perry. That's his dad, Luke Perry. <laughs> it was a great Come match. On. That to be fair, and I, I think with that as well, it's. I think as well, it was, as, as you know, obviously there's so many matches on an AEW pay per view card. It's quite difficult to. Um, Obviously, to get hyped up for every single match, but putting this on the start of the show that obviously helped, and both men did deliver. They made it. It was a really, really enjoyable opening to the to the pay per view end, and um, perfect the way the sort of rivalry's going. Uh, obviously, it still gives the option of Jungle Boy versus Christian later on down the line. So, um, yeah, big thumbs up for that. But yeah, obviously, we've already included was both it, men. Was the, uh, Eddie thinks of us Chris Jericho when he refused to shake his hand at the end. Because that was a great match. Is that the one? That was yeah, yeah. Revolution. revolution. But they never did anything with it. No, that's what I mean. If it, if it carried on, that would yeah. Because the next week Jericho's like Eddie Kingston, I'm sorry, didn't <laughs> shake your hand. Come on out, man. Then he comes out, and then it's like, oh yeah, then now I got the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah. Whoop de do. Yeah, but yeah, I just could have built something so great. But are we gonna go with Claudio versus Zach? I think given. For me, at least, given what it, it was supposed to be and what it actually became, just on a whim, I thought, how can you go wrong with that? Well, I think the card is is missing a, like a proper technical like catch wrestling match at the moment. What you mean? That's not Orange Cassidy. That's not Orange Cassidy. <laughs> oh. No, I think I think that match was like the it was. The, I want to say it's the making of Orange Cassidy, but it kind of it kind of. Brought him in a new light to a lot of fans. I thought that he could definitely hang, hang with Will Ospreay, and, and yeah, what a believably one. But that's our card. As well, I also say about or that match with Orange Cassidy. Just one final point is, I think obviously we we know how amazing he was when it first started AW. Uh, obviously hitting the hitting this sort of real big heights of when he had the main when he had the title match against Omega and Pack at the or double and I think 2021 since then when he sort of reached that peak I felt like he's been on like a he was on an almost like a downward sort of spiral where they need to sort of freshen up the character but I felt like that match against Osprey brought him back up to the to the peak again in my opinion yeah yeah you've loved him ever since I remember at the was it the all in the all in battle royal yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're like, who's this guy? He's coming in just tapping Tommy Dream on the shins. It was in the on Twitter as well, which was brilliant, just because I was like, oh, I want to see more about this guy. So I just went into his Twitter feed, and it was like, I think the first tweet he tweeted was just like, um, on the day of the battle, he goes, ah, oh, shit, forgot I was doing this tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just really bland. Um, and yeah, no, yeah, huge fan. Um, yeah, yeah still my kids are obsessed with yeah, if you get a seven-year-old obsessed with you, and a seventeen-year-old obsessed with you, you're doing something right. And a twenty-eight-year-old in me obsessed with it. Forty-one-year-old in me. Yeah, I think we've created a great card. So, are we going to summarize it? Or? Yes. So, oh. our main event is MJF when he won the title against John Moxley at Full Gear. Um, our tag title match 
was from Revolution. It was Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. Our women's title match is Jamie Hayter when she won the title from Tony Storm at Full Gear. One-on-one non-title match, Claudio, Claudio Castanoli versus Zack Sabre Jr. from Forbidden Door. Tag title... Oh, sorry. Non, tag team non-title match. <laughs> Wardlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Machine Guns from All Out. Our other title match. So we've gone for the IWPG United States Heavyweight Championship between Will Ospreay and Orange Cassidy. And our big multi-person match is the House of Black versus Death Triangle from Double or Nothing. Still some huge names we haven't got on this card. <laughs> no Jericho, no Brian Danielson, <laughs> no CM Punk. Well, I was, I was saying to a friend of mine the other day, I go, do you realize, because he was talking about how he thought it was, I guess, kind of idiotic, I guess is a good ter- term, for combining the belt in WWE. And I didn't disagree with him, but I go, who else is going to challenge him? Who are who? Who is believable in the WWE realm? You have like maybe McIntyre, maybe Lashley, Rollins, Owens. Outside of those guys, it's kind they're, of they're thin. Been bit, they've been all running around the mid titles. Given them, it kind of I don't know. I thought it was good at the beginning, given Lashley and Seth the US title because it kind of made the hit the big belt on Raw, but it's kind of lowered the standards so they're nowhere near as they can go for Roman. Was a, yeah. I, think, I think a good a good storyline which we, if they didn't have to they weren't fighting over the US title just them going at each other to become the number one contender would be better than them fighting over a title keep the mid-card titles as, mid, as mid-card titles <laughs> and have a main event not, not a main event based around mid-card titles well and that's what I think too is that with AEW you're, you're commenting about how, who isn't on the card and it's not that any of them are not good enough to be. It's just how much good wrestling they've put out this year. Definitely, yeah. This, this, um, this is just the pay-per-views. If we be all day, if we had to put like Dynamite stuff on this, there's just some great matches on Dynamite. And, yeah, early this year and Rampage. <laughs> what about the trios title match for Death Triangle? Yeah. yeah. Any of them. <laughs> Orange Cassidy winning the All-Atlantic. Yeah, that was going to be... Yeah. I thought the All Atlantic might have gone on this card, but then we put, we put the Death Triangle match in because that was that was a great match as well. God, sorry, but he's repeating on me. But, <coughs> but yeah, that was that's our card. That's a great card. Um, John, do you want to remind the listeners where they can find your pos- uh, podcast? Before we Ab- absolutely. Um, so you can find the PWW Talk podcast on anywhere that you listen to your podcast, be it Spotify, Apple Music or any RSS feed. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at the Pro Wrestling World. We have a lot of great commentary on there about a whole variety of topics. And, uh, yeah, so thank you guys for having me. Yeah, and is, have you got any social media you want to plug for yourself and for the podcast? Um, you can find uh, the PW, or prefer, the Pro Wrestling World. You can find the Pro Wrestling World uh, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All at Pro Wrestling World. I'll put links in the description below the podcast. So Yeah, I'll send you our uh, link tree. Cool. So, yeah, if you enjoy our podcast, please follow us on Twitter. It's BBG Wrestling. And we have a Facebook. <laughs> I keep saying that. Check out our website. It's just in our head. I've been saying that for so many years, but we don't have a website anymore. <laughs>
So, yeah, follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Huge thanks to John for joining us. Next week is our WWE pay-per-view card of the year, which is going to be a lot of fun. There's so many more matches to go through. Good night. Good night. Arrivederci.